Welcome back to Season 2 of the Aware Podcast. In this global podcast, Nikki and Sarah, your hosts, chat to inspirational guests who have all had a breakthrough moment in either life, leadership or business. We share our adventures as we talk through the moments, courage, laughter and insight. A big thank you to all our listeners and we hope that you're going to enjoy Season 2 as much as you did Season 1. Don't forget rate, review, subscribe and share to keep us moving forward. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hi, everyone. Um, this is Nikki and Sarah from the Aware Group, and we're here today with our amazing guest, Liz Nabel. And we are so fortunate to have you here. You've had so many amazing achievements, had a few knockdowns. The world seems to come and get you from left field when you're not expecting it. Um, but we're so excited to hear a little bit about your story and uh, how your moments are really awakening and having to rediscover and reinvent. Um, so welcome and thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. We were just laughing just before we started this that we had to write down all your awards. So I'm just going to let our listeners know exactly who we're oh, talking shit. about here. <laughs> so... Uh, this lovely uh, woman has been uh, in the top 100 most influential women in franchising. Pick. Uh, she's also uh, won the Australian Franchise Woman of the Year. Pick. She's also won the Fitness Business of the Year and a Businesswoman of the Year award. A few minor little awards to tell you you're in the right lane, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's nice to have recognition, but yeah, it, it is. Um... It's good to be in good company in those awards and to those awards, I think, help me reflect on 
the the journey that I've been on and they kind of force you to write down a bit about the highs and the lows so I kind of enjoyed the process of that to be honest it's, that's one of the questions we had like um, just talking about yeah. the awards but what does recognition do do you think at this level I mean can it stunt your your awareness and growth or does it accelerate it do you think um not for me look I think um I think even when I win an award and it's not about the award, right? It's more about the process of the awards because when you do an awards application, you might get nominated by someone else and some of them you can nominate yourself. Um, you, you get asked a whole bunch of questions about your successes and your failures and your journeys and things that you've done and why do you deserve it and all that sort of stuff. So I think as business owners, we don't really do that. Well, I don't do that. Like if I Yep. set a goal and achieve that goal I literally like the next second go okay that's great so what are we doing next like there's no yeah. there's never a point where you go oh we hit that goal and like let's sit back on our laurels and really celebrate ourselves like it's not really really about that in small business so I think the award does give you recognition um, and it helps give you credibility I think as a small business owner because it benchmarks you, I guess, against other people who are trying to do that. Like in a big corporation, yeah. you know, you've got your, your your promotions and your levels of mm-hmm. executive or whatever. I guess this is kind of the same thing. It kind of gives you some credibility. And um, I definitely don't win those awards and go, God, I'm the best at all. In, in Sometimes <laughs> I almost feel like I feel a bit embarrassed because I'm like, oh, did I really deserve it? Like I definitely even at those moments have those feelings of doubt. Um but I do enjoy the process, and I and I and I think I I think as small business owners we need some sort of recognition to help kind of take us to the next level. Yeah, and I think you're right because you know Sarah and I have both um, you know owned our own businesses for sort of twenty years each, and it gets kind of lonely at times, doesn't it? So having this is an amazing amazing driver. It's a real. It is really lonely, and I think the awards is part of the process of. Um, you are, you are, you get to meet like-minded people. Um, You might be on, like I've judged a few awards as well and you get to, um, you know, have contact with other people who are in the same situation as you. They might not be in the same industry, but they have a small business. They've had, you know, similar problems to you in business. You can have that common conversation and yeah, it can be really lonely. And so it's nice to be able to get that recognition and be surrounded by your peers, I suppose, in small business. I'm fascinated about um, uh, how you manage that false imposter that, you know, that moment, I don't know, I think too, being a sole owner of a business, you can get that imposter syndrome very easily because again, you're not getting any real feedback high or low yeah. in any structure about your worth or what you're doing how did you battle your false imposter I mean when she sat there as you're about to take the award and she was going oh no what are we doing how did you calm that down oh I I think I still have that and I think a lot of women do you still kind of go oh should I really be do I really know what I'm talking about like is that really like you know when you've like in our heads yeah (laughs) yeah you're in your head every day you're in your head every day and every day you're like yeah, but they did this and they've made this much money. You know, you and I think for me, it's probably um, having a better understanding of my business and understanding that you know you can slice that success in lots of different ways. Like, is it your work-life balance? Is it money? Is it how much profit you made? Is it awards? Like, and and you can you can spin that and make it look like you've got this amazing life. And you know, as you know, social media is. Yeah 
root of all evil and you can make it look like you're super successful and be making no money and then there's those guys down the road who acquired achievers and are killing it and no one knows so I think for me uh the imposter thing I've had to really just put my head down and ignore the noise and feel at some point I I deserved it but definitely not um sit back and sit on accolades and think that's all I need to do you know yeah and I think, you know, I think you're 100% correct. It's a really nice recognition, but at naturally as a business owner, you've got that, that drive, that curiosity to just keep on going and, as you said, go, okay, well, yep, well, that's really nice, thanks, but now I'm going to go and keep going and keep adding. And I'm really interested to know, you know, you've worked in multiple places around the world um, and back in Australia. Um, what was that moment where you sort of, sat back and went, wow, how did I get here? And I actually had, well, there's a couple of those moments that I've had um, in different ways. I think um, the moment, so I was working in television, um, that was my first career and I worked in Australia and then um, my husband got a job overseas and, and I, so I went with him and was working as a freelance journalist and um and worked for about six years in the US. And then we came back to Australia and I was working in a newsroom here, which is not glamorous at all. It sounds glamorous. It's not. It's really long days. It's 12-hour days, sitting on a news desk and um, you're up against a deadline all the time, which is exciting, but it's also really stressful. And I had a newborn at the time and a two-year-old and I could see that there wasn't really much of an ascension model for me at that point because when you're a woman and you've you know, got small children and you're at a certain age, you kind of hit an expiry date, unfortunately. Mm. Um, I'm sure many would argue against that for public reasons, but really there's only a very few group of women in that, that industry who get promoted through the ranks. It's really yeah. difficult for most women to manage those kind of hours. Um, so there was a moment there where I was like, you know, I, I want to be in the driver's seat. I want to get to call the shots. Like I want to build my own empire. I don't want to be working for someone else's. And I really had no control about, you know, you can work as hard as you want for 20, 30 years in news and still not get the recognition that you deserve because you don't look a certain way or you don't have a certain voice or you're not, you know. Um, or you're just aging. Like, you know, or you're, you're just aging. Or, yeah. or the camera doesn't love you. I mean, yeah. it's the weirdest thing. So it's not really like recognition for the work that you've done. You've got no control over that. And I really think, I think I'm probably a bit of a control freak. <laughs> In hindsight, so I, what my guests are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And we're on your safe page. Yeah, yeah. And I just thought I, ne- I I want to be in control now. I want to get to call the shots. If I don't want to work on a Monday, I want to be able to say, you know what, I'm having the day off today. And and that obviously comes with other sacrifices from owning your own business. So that was a moment where I I knew that I wanted to be in control, and that would mean having my own business or working for myself. Mm-hmm. Um, which I've loved doing and I've loved growing that. And I like the excitement of every day being different and, and, and building this business. Again, it comes with the stresses of wondering if you can make the payroll, are you making enough money? Are you a total failure? All that stuff as well. But again, when you're in the moment, you keep thinking I could be doing better. I should be doing better. Look at those people there. I, but then my husband and I were talking this week. Um, I don't know. We were reflecting on, you know, the first few years of our business. And when we look at the numbers of our business, like we were doing so well, 
but in our minds we kept saying it's not good enough yeah, it's not good yeah. enough that's the trap of all owner businesses Absolutely. it's even with me between it took me uh, two years working with a business coach who's just divine for me to actually think I could walk away and relax a bit and do things like this yeah it's always about yeah but 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 I've got to keep the money coming Absolutely. in I've got to keep growing the business I've got to keep looking after my team's you know, yeah. and the responsibility is huge. It is it, huge. It takes a lot to step back from that and think, hang on a minute, maybe it's okay that I do take the Monday off. But, you know, a lot of small businesses struggle with that, small business owners mm. particularly. And what, would your, what was your best advice to yourself about giving permission to change the dynamic yeah. there? I think, um, I think I've always, well, we went into a fitness business for the lifestyle supposedly Um, and I did have small kids for the first few years Um, they're obviously a bit older now so a bit more independent so I could never work like that nine to five in the it's not like a like a service-based business if you were like a a beauty spa owner where you're physically having to be there 24 7 so I feel like we made the right choice in the business because I could do a few hours at night you know doing administration and my husband was in the studio during the day and then sometimes I'd teach and so I, I did have that flexibility but obviously you're not working in the business full time so you then, you, then you're paying other people to do that, which yeah. makes it more expensive to run the business, less profit, all that stuff. But I think the best advice, like I've learned a lot along the way. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other aware. And this can be the deal breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. You know, in the last few months, I've started a business helping other, like coaching other small business owners and doing online education with them about about what lessons I've learned and teaching them. And I think a lot of small business owners spend a lot of time on things that don't make them money. So my whole thing is like, it's proportionate to if this is going to bring me revenue, then I'm going to dedicate good time to it. But if yep. it's not, it, that that job needs to get done in five minutes or 10 minutes or whatever it might be, or I outsource that job. Um, so I've tried to learn to manage my time in 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 relativity to what's generating income for the business. Yep. Um, and then also probably one of the other biggest lessons I've learned is bigger is not necessarily better. So yep. we kept growing and growing and growing and spending more, spending more, spending more but not really understanding the numbers in the business enough to say, well, if we're going to grow to another studio and another one and another one, we should start breaking even or making profit at this point. We just kept throwing more money into the business and we'd have two really well-performing studios and two that don't perform that well. And and then the business was basically making the same amount as it would have if, if I had two. Well, the good ones are supplementing the ones that yeah. aren't working. Yeah, and instead right. of going... Close those, they're not working. Which is what we did after COVID. Rebrand that or look at it. Exactly. Um, What we do is hold on to it because we don't want to give up. They're like our second children. And we don't want to be failures and we don't want to go, I'm closing that business. And so I kind of, and now I'm at a point where I've been doing it for nearly 10 years and so I don't really care what other people think. You know, people who try and give you business advice who don't have their own business. Yeah. Love that. I'm like, next. Like, (laughs) Yeah, unless you've got skin in the game, don't please don't give yeah, me your absolutely. Like I'm all about listening to people who are smarter than me and taking mm. on, yeah. you know, I don't definitely don't think I know everything at all. 
but I want to hear from people who have done what I've done or who've got skin in the game who, who, you know, um, and so I've had to put the other negativity and, and that's probably the other thing I've learned is not listening to people giving me negative Mm. responses and people who don't aren't in a position to be giving me advice. And I was listening to them too much and it caused me a great deal of stress. And we do it enough ourselves. I think, I think going to businesses, we know every time something goes wrong, it's that, oh, how could I have prevented that? What did I do wrong there? How did I learn from that? Um, Looking at your story too, I'm I'm interested in your relationship with chaos, given that, um, you know, uh, anyone can look at Liz's incredible story of starting something and then the GFC comes along and then starting something and then COVID comes along and your relationship with uh, chaos while you're trying to stabilise your business is fascinating. And I think a lot of our listeners want to know that given the landscape at the moment, how Mm. did you survive the world disrupting your business models? I think I've had to accept what I can't control and focus on what I can. And that's exactly what we've done during COVID. So I can't control COVID numbers. I can't control vaccination rates. I can't control other people with, um, you know, their political views on what should happen. Like I can't control any of that. That's someone else's narrative. Um, I can control what I do in my business now. So um, in the first lockdown, we basically pivoted our business within 12 hours from being a bricks and mortar business to online. Um, My husband went to JB Hi-Fi and got all the lights and the cameras and everything. And and we'd close on the midday on the Monday and by 6am Tuesday, we were open with a full schedule online. And and that gives you great sense of satisfaction and power that there's an, like, I like being under pressure in a way. I know that sounds weird. I hate it. But I love going, someone puts a roadblock up and you're like, well, I'm not going to take no for an answer here. There's got to be an alternative. And I think it's a business. Are you saying that that adaptability is a key? Yes. And keeping an open mind, like, for example, when we reopen in the next, say, 10 days, anything could happen. Like, I think I need to be prepared to go, people might flood back. They might not flood back. There's going to be a period of time where our overheads double because we're going to be open but we're not getting any government stimulus anymore and, um, you know, we're paying out all these over. Like that to me would normally give me heart palpitations, but I think if I accept now that that anything is possible while keeping control of the things that I can, it's made me much more grounded and less reactive because I used to just get an email that would derail me and I'd spend two days like like catastrophizing and, and, you know, staff who are going to go rogue on you and all that stuff like that would take me days to get over and sometimes it still gets to me but for the most part I've just gone I can't control what they're doing I can control parts of that conversation with them but that's out of my control I can only do what's in my control yeah and I think you know one of the things as you said sort of being able to really pivot and shift in sort of that 12-hour period is has taught us so much as much Mm -hmm. as the last 18 months has been incredibly difficult on so many fronts. It's also probably encouraged us to let go of some of those things because we hear you, you know, we're a little bit of control freaks. Um, (laughs) Is that, you know, it is, it's really hard for us to truly live and breathe those words of, well, I'm only going to worry about what I can control. I think this level of uncertainty and showing that curiosity to go, of course I can, Mm -hmm. like I'm going to find a way in, before six o'clock tomorrow morning to have it ready to go. Yeah. And I think, 
you make your best moves when your back's against the wall. Yeah. And, you know, and, and someone goes, you know what, you don't have a business anymore unless you find a way to get it online. You must make that happen. And in a weird way, that's exactly what it was like in a newsroom. They're like, I don't care what you do, but if you come back with nothing at six o'clock, you don't have a job. And yeah. you were like, I've got no idea about, I don't, I've never covered the high court, the <laughs> judge, blah, blah, blah. And you, but you knew you were under the pump to get, and there's a huge sense of weird self-satisfaction that you go, I never thought I could do that. And it's six o'clock and here I am. It's a real sense of, I guess, again, power and, and understanding that you, you can do those things, but you kind of got to put yourself under a bit of pressure. Well, I do anyway, to get a result. Empowerment's a beautiful word for people in business, male or female. And I'm, I'm loving that the, the rough and tough of being a journalist, which, uh, you know, I've got some friends uh, in that arena um, and it is a tough job. Yeah. Um, I, I think really what we're seeing is every part of our process adds to where we are now. So that rough mm. and tumble actually geared you up to work under stress too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, which, definitely. You know, it came out like that. Not everyone can. And I think it's no. important what you and Nikki both said. Some days you don't land it. Some days you just don't have the key to adapt and change that rapidly. Yeah. And it's and what I liked what you said was it was okay. I didn't beat myself up because I didn't do it this time. Mm. But, you know, I know I can. And we have to have yeah. that lovely compassion about we're not going to do it right or, or be able to pivot, using that word, um, mm. every time. But if we can do it 80%, then we yeah. remain successful. And the times when you can't, execute that or you you make a mistake or you fail whatever um it's it sounds very cliched and i'm and i i know it does but to be able to go well now i know how i'm going to do it differently next time yeah Yeah, and i think that's really the only way to reason with yourself as well because the human brain needs to like like reason and accept like why did I fail or why did I do that like why didn't I do it like this um and to be able to go well okay well I've tried like that that didn't work so next time I know better and you're just evolving constantly I mean I think you have to in business otherwise you'd be doing the same thing you were doing 10 years ago right yes as a kid were you like this as a kid were you um uh, you know that good at you know a rough and tumble in the old. Playground. I'm a middle child. Oh, I'm a middle child. Oh, same here. <laughs> I am, even now I say to my mum, my brother's he's the youngest, he's the favourite. She goes, oh no, he's not. And then she talks about how great he was in like the under twelve <laughs> basketball team. And we're like, no, I love you all the same, but he was really special. Yeah, no, oh, he's the favourite. I'm the youngest. I was definitely the favourite. <laughs> you know, my daughter. Definitely. Yeah. Do you think you might need an awareness reality check? Hey, we all do at some point. That's why we created the quiz, The Arc, and we can take you through the foundations of being self-aware and other-aware, and this can be the deal-breaker in your life, leadership and business. So jump on, it's free, do the quiz and see where your gaps might be. They could be the change you're looking for. I feel like I've battled all my life in a weird way, not battled, but to be noticed, to be recognized. And even now, like I'm 43 years old and I do feel a little bit like a little kid sometimes. And I know that the rest of my family go, here she goes. Um, but I don't know what that is. It, it's it's like a bit of a fighter thing. I, I, I don't know. And, and maybe that's where the recognition part comes in. Well, maybe just we going, see middle as average. Yeah, and you just want special. someone to go, you know what, you're doing a good job. That's yeah. all you need. That's all I need. 
I need an award. I just simple. I just need it. (laughs) Yes. So um, I think as a child, yeah, I was never like the best at anything. I was like, you know, I could play sport, but I wasn't, you know, my brother and sister were really good athletes. I never felt like I was bad at stuff. I I I do feel like though it wasn't like a natural thing to me. Like I had to work at whatever. Mm. Yeah, you're in the middle. So maybe that's where it comes from. Well, I love that and, I, you know, and I hear you. And and, and and my daughter would agree with you. She's the middle one and she goes, oh. yeah, I've got that middle child syndrome, you know. I say that to my son too. He goes, no one loves me. And I go, mate, I hear you. I'm the middle child too. And he goes, really? I go, yeah, I totally understand. Like you feel like the oldest gets away with everything and the youngest gets away with everything. And so, we yeah. just had to beg for every morsel of attention. Totally. However, I was the favourite child, so... <laughs> I broke the mold. <laughs> You're the exception. I'm not sure I still am, but I, I certainly was younger and more compliant probably. Maybe we should look at this is awareness reality check, which is the fun oh, yeah. part of the show of um, how did you find that? Yeah, good, insightful, really okay, insightful. Well, let's look at your scores. It was controlled. Nikki, do you want to yeah. have a chat about it? Yeah, I look control as we as we really said. It's not surprising, Um, but control being really that, you know, you're comfortable in your own skin. You've got that internal awareness. You know what drives you. You know what disappoints you, Mm. but also that external awareness. And I think it really resonates back to when you were saying before about how it's like when you get advice from people that aren't in business Mm. and you think, hang on a sec, until you've got some skin in the game, you don't get this. You're aware Mm. of what's around you, but... I think part of the process of any level of awareness is it's like any learning. You continue to evolve. Mm. So the next time something comes from left field, you'll again go back to what the inherent skill set is around that curiosity to go, absolutely, I'm going to dig in deep. Mm. I can. And you Mm. show that in your story Mm. of of everything that you've done in your life. Mm. But you've also taken stock and gone, okay, yep, media wasn't going to be able to achieve what I wanted. Mm. That doesn't mean that I stop. I just take the learnings from that and keep going. The biggest part of um, uh, that quiz that we did was to, um, based on the research we found, which said um, 80% of people think they're more aware than they actually are. And we, of course, and particularly, you know, in our line of work, looked at each other and went, oh, shit. (laughs) I actually think that all the time. (laughs) Because what are the chances we're in that 80%? And that started our journey of, you know, what is aware? And and we decided most people have a level of awareness, and certainly the people we're talking to and our podcasts do. Mm. But there's another deeper level of awareness, which, which is really about understanding you at a very, very deep level, but then understanding the impact you have on other people yeah. and yeah. how they perceive you and, and knowing how that moves and shapes and control that score you got shows that you're really sitting in that ballpark now to really dive into the next layer. The the other research that um, four stars really to go, that's not good enough, was 45% of C-suiters or people like us who, who run their own business rely on their instinct or their intuition to yes. make decisions. Mm which was really fascinating because that then went with, hang on, 45% of people making decisions use instinct or intuition, which is based on your awareness of self and other. Mm. Yet 80% think they're more aware than they are. What happens when those collide? And how Mm. many decisions do we make that are just slightly off or we don't quite understand didn't work? So, 
yours tells us that you are really in the pocket um, and your next level is not to hold that space but to keep pushing yourself further and further. And mm. that is definitely what you're telling us is your kind of life mission yeah. is mm. to continue even working for the community and sharing that with others. Yeah, it's really interesting that you say that because I think um, being self-aware and caring what other people think is a very delicate balance, yeah. um, as you would know, because, you know, everyone likes to think that they're self-aware um, except if you're like a narcissist or, you know, yeah. <laughs> totally yeah. off the... They're yeah. only aware. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting because I do care what people think, even though I keep saying I should try not, you know, don't, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry about what people think. And as you get older, I think it becomes easier just to go, I don't care. So I'm definitely better than I was 10 years ago, you know, but if someone was critical of me or critical, if I heard someone, like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm confident in all that stuff, but it, it's still, it's still a human thing, right? To be, mm. you know, you want adaptive. acceptance and you don't want people yeah. to think negatively of you. Yeah. But I'm sure that in in my dealings as a business owner, um, you know, I've had a lot of critics, and mm. it's interesting because you're trying to be self aware, but you also don't want to pander to be someone that you're not to get other people to like you. Yeah. The self-awareness is understanding what that is happening. So which part of you is taking the hit and understanding what that is connected to so that your response is not um, born of that, that your own insecurity Mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, Your response is born of that understanding. Oh, that's why they're upsetting me. So now I hold that rather than project that back out. So it's Mm -hmm. awareness is really um, an addition to skill. We're assuming most people have enough self-knowledge about, you know, basic, but it's about amping that skill level and knowing it and building it to be a a really great communicator rather than a thing that can blindside you. Yeah. 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 And I think it really um, aligns too with exactly the step that you're taking now and, you know, spending your time coaching others and and sharing those, those tips as a business owner. Yeah is really taking those next layer. And I don't know about you, but I know we get a great deal of enjoyment about transferring knowledge to others. Yeah. And I didn't realise that until I started doing it. Like I've always thought like, you know, I have this business for, you know, we've now had it nearly 10 years. Um, What what am I going to do next? And I was looking at like an app or like a, and I was like, I'm not really a technology person. Like I can use it, but I'm not not like. Yeah, I'm not. We've mastered this much, and that's. <laughs> I know, and I so and, and then it's sort of over over time and over COVID actually. Yeah. I was like, "What's a business I can do with minimal overheads, maximum mm-hmm. profit, um, where I can reach people and help people, but it's not going to be, um, it's not going to have huge overheads to start, and I can start it bit by bit. And this is what has come out of it. And the more I do it, the more I'm like, this is actually the perfect fit for me. But I would never have picked that as the, my next transition. I thought I would buy another business or go into another traditional kind of business. But so it's yeah. interesting, isn't it, how you sort of lean into those things yeah. as you get older. Yeah. yeah. Or adapt like you are, you know, yeah, just adapting right. and going, there's a fearlessness in saying tech's not my thing, but hey, tech's is where I've got to go. So yeah. I better learn and upgrade That's fast. Right. Yeah. And, and most importantly, are you, are you loving it? Are you enjoying doing this? Yeah, I am really loving it. And I'm loving it because I never realised... Um, how much other small business owners needed me. I just assume that my mentality to my business is everyone's mentality to their business. Mm. And it's not always the case. Like they might not have um, 
there's the skill set or they might not have the people around. I've always had really um, tried to surround myself with really smart people who can advise me on various different aspects of the business. And I've always tried to look outside of the business to level up my skills, not just in the business. And a lot of small business owners are too busy in their business to do that. And so when really simple things, not simple, but say, for example, when the COVID thing happened and there's the government stimulus that you have to apply for and what should I be doing in my business to bring the cost down and to kind of go into hibernation, that whole thing, like a lot of business owners just did not know. They were totally overwhelmed. Whereas my mind goes, right, I'm going to know exactly what I'm entitled to. I'm going to stop paying all the non-essential bills and negotiate with my landlord. Like that comes naturally to me because I'm like, I'm going to fight. Like this is it. Like, whereas a lot of owners like, oh, my God, like just a pile of. Stall in panic. Yeah. And so it's been really interesting to be able to go, okay, guys, here's a checklist. Do all these things before the end of the month so that you can start to save the costs of your business and hopefully last through lockdown longer. Like little things like that. To me, I just assumed everyone would behave like that, but that's not necessarily like a lot of people for small businesses, that business is their passion, not the business of business. Yeah. And, and I, I like the business of business. And I think you're hundred percent correct. And, you know, we both have sort of been drawn on quite a lot during COVID, particularly in Melbourne, because we've probably spent more time in lockdown than out of lockdown, yeah. um, is that it's really been about a lot of the things um you know, we expect it just to be common knowledge, to be the yeah. common way in which you think because when you've run your business for 10, you know, 20, 40 years between us, um, you just think it's a natural and normal, but it's so yeah. not. And it goes back yeah. to that point of that yeah. so many people believe they're a lot more aware than what they are. Yeah. I'm loving what you're doing now under, you know, one of the, the tightest, hardest emotional, financial landscapes in mm. business and is people. Um, that you're allowed to help and guide them through this. And I'm just thinking how exciting it will be for those people when uh, COVID eases back Mm. and what you can offer them to grow. So you're holding them and stabilising them. But, wow, I mean, it's going to be so much fun watching you, you know, have that freedom to go, okay, now we're going to bounce forward. Now we're going to, you know, take this where you wanted to. And the trust they will have because you held them through this toughness. And, you know, yeah. the trust and loyalty they'll have for your skill base. And we've really, done it too. You know, you've been there there as well. With- and I've sort of enlisted. So while the, while we've been shut, we did seven weeks of free masterclasses. So one hour a week. And we focused on different aspects of your business. So the same, not always the same people, but a lot of the same people who are in my community or who follow me on social media have been tuning into these masterclasses which also available on replay for them um you know one was e-commerce one was facebook ads one was using video to grow your business one was with an accountant like know your numbers one was with um a retail specialist to tell them how to launch their recovery from when they reopen and so all those skills that again in in lockdown you can sit on your hands and feel sorry for yourself or you can go right i'm gonna level up my skills now is the time for me to invest in myself so that when we reopen, I'm ready to go. And and I think that's been really good too, to be able to feel like I'm doing something because yeah. literally, otherwise I'm the same. I'm sitting here going, right, what am I going to do? Like have yeah. another margarita. <laughs> well, we'll join you on that. Um, um, we've loved talking to you. It's, yeah, it's, it's gone really quickly. Um, yeah, I've loved talking to you too. <laughs> I think we might catch up again. I, so. I can't wait for my trip down to Melbourne. I love Woo! Melbourne and I miss oh, it. Oh, come Wait. down, we'll go to the gin bar. 
<laughs> oh my god, that's what I miss the most about Melbourne, like beautiful food and the restaurants. And, oh, oh yeah. So do we. We're, so do we. We're sort of Uber Eats. It's just not quite the same yeah. as going out. Oh, no. Look, it's been a real pleasure. I, I think it anyone listening to you is going to be um, really enthralled and I think inspired about it's okay to be struggling and not get caught up in the fact that the world is against your business plan right now, but move it, adapt it and find a way that the business plan can work with the world. And I think yeah. that's a really strong message you've, yeah. you've come out with. Thank yeah. you. And Thank you so much for having me. Done, done a great job and you know, a great job influencing and helping others. Yeah. And now, Thanks, once, once we finish, you want to hear all the juice about your journalism and TV days. <laughs> Yeah, we've got the gospel. Yeah, yeah, on the download. <laughs> <laughs> All right, thank you so much, Liz. Thanks um, for having me, guys. Else, uh, see you uh, around the, the traps, I hope, once we're all free. Yeah. Well, Absolutely. We'll be all at the gym bar before we know it. Yes. <laughs> I thought you said the gym, and I was going to go, right, the, the gym. No got it. Happening. We're not standing up. It's all gym You're getting the top Like my kind of gym. <laughs> uh, see you soon. Thanks, guys. That was quite a big dive into being aware and how awareness can guide us or hold us back depending on whether we get stuck or use it as a platform to bounce forward. This was a good podcast to remind us all that we aren't in charge of everything and sometimes the world moves against us when we're trying to do our best and achieve success. What we learned today was keep adapting and changing, keep moving. Eventually you will be where you need to be. So you can get in contact with Liz Nabel at hello at liznabel.com, at her website liznabel.com and on her podcast, The Fabulous Stories of Failure. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
Thank you for listening to the Aware Podcast and we really hope you enjoyed our guest insight and the little quiz at the end just for a bit of fun. Music for the Aware Podcast is by Tape Machine featuring LFA. The song title is This Is Who I Am. If you would like to be a guest or contact us regarding the Aware platform, please email awarearcgroup at gmail.com. That's awarearcgroup at gmail.com. We are Nikki Mackey and Sarah Godfrey. See you next time.